Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Episode 70, OpenAI Dev Day and Grok. Hey, everybody, and welcome to the ChatGPT Report. I'm your host, Ryan, and today's topic is, well, pretty obvious, because on Tuesday, OpenAI had their dev day and announced some exciting new updates, and we'll talk about those and break it down for you, because quite frankly, some of the jargon I didn't understand, but I can help dissect it for you, because let's be honest, I had to dissect and dig into it as well. Then we jump into an AI that was insider trading. I mentioned this could happen two weeks ago, and I legit thought it would take longer, but here we are. And finally, Elon's new LLM called Grok. So strap in and enjoy the ride, guys. Let's get to it. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. As always, I like to showcase to you guys a small helpful hint, usually in the form of a small tactic, to help you win in your AI journey. I got this one from Reddit from the user named Rupfox, and they mentioned they were reading a book that had a ton of information that, that there was a ton of extremely unfamiliar uh, information, right? So with this, instead of typing out every question every five minutes into ChatGPT, they turned on the voice chat and spoke the questions to ChatGPT. Now what they did was they left it on while they read the book. Then when they had a question or something, they would read that part out loud in a question form, and then ChatGPT would spit out the answer. And help, and they even mentioned it helped with pronunciations as well. Now, they didn't mention that one, but a commentator did say about the uh, pronunciation one, and I thought that was a solid one as well. Anyway, their advice is, they re- like I said, they read a lot of nonfiction, so this is helpful, but hasn't really been tested on fiction work. Now, I love this small idea. I love this small tactic. It's practical, and it's like your own little book club. And then you can look back at the history and remember, oh, yeah, I did ask that question. And what part of the book was that about, you know? So there's today's small tactic. Turn on your listen feature on the ChatGPT app and ask some questions. Some big announcements in the AI space. Some say it's biggest day ever. But let's be honest, all the Twitter and ex-influencers think every update is a big day. If you want a realistic update on how good these are, I'd probably rate it as about a top 20 announcement, with ChatGPT being unveiled end of November, uh, last December, as being the number one biggest day, just for reference. Now, make no mistake, this one was a solid update. But to say biggest, all right, let's chill out for a second, you know? Anyway, what came down the line? There were multiple updates to OpenAI's you know, dev day here. And I'll try to explain each one. 
Some were pretty easy to understand and others, I was a little confused what they meant by it. So don't be ashamed if you hear one of these titles here and think, what the heck does that even mean? I'm right there with you. So let's dive in and let's see what we can come up with together. So the first thing that happened that they mentioned was the GPT-4 Turbo. The most notable announcement was this GPT-4 Turbo, which is an enhanced version of GPT-4, their model, and it boasts a larger context window of 128,000 tokens. That is roughly 300 pages of a book, enabling it to process and understand longer prompts and conversations. Now, it also features updated knowledge bases and improved performance in various tasks, such as code generation, question answering, and creative writing. One of the bigger examples used here was that it's faster, cheaper, and it can now prompt as long as an entire book, like I mentioned before. But the biggest one is it can even do a full YouTube video transcription, which is something it struggled with earlier. Also, updated data and events up to 2023, which if you remember, it couldn't do anything. I think it was prior to 2022, end of that year, if not the year before. Um, And this definitely competes with Claude because remember, Claude had some of the bigger processing capabilities uh, earlier. So that was a big one. The the number two here, the other update was GPT 3.5 Turbo. And they also introduced a new version of GPT 3.5, dubbed GPT 3.5 Turbo. You're welcome, and you're going to be hearing that a lot. And this enhanced model supports to a 16,000 context window by default, offering improved instruction following JSON mode and parallel function calling. Again, I I was kind of like, All right, I'll leave that up to the uh, to the um, the coders out there to help me figure that one out. Now, number three, lower prices and higher rate limits, and they announced a significant price reduction for both GPT four Turbo and GPT. 3.5 turbo with four turbo input tokens are now priced at 0.01 cents a three times decrease from gpt4 while output tokens cost 0.03 cents a two times reduction so imagine if you, the, the example here to be honest with you I, I i get it's cheaper but what does that mean for me an example i got here is imagine you're buying a soda from a vending machine before a can of soda costs a buck 50 now it costs 50 cents that's a great deal right well open ai is doing similar with that with their pricing they made their products more affordable so that people can use them and they've also increased the number of times you can use their products without paying extra and uh here the example is it's like having a vending machine that gives you more soda for your money so real simple example easy for me to understand so you can understand it too it's just gotten cheaper all the way across again i had no idea you know the tokens were priced at that anyway so don't feel bad number four here they fine-tuned gp 3.3.5 turbo 4k model and they introduced a fine-tuned version of 3.5 turbo 4k offering enhanced performance for specific tasks and inputs for this model are priced at 0.003 which is a four times reduction from the previous version. Um, and fine-tuning also supports, like I said, the 16,000K uh, context. It's the same price as 4K with a new GPT 3.5 turbo model. Think of this model as a specialized tool for a specific job. For example, you might use it to write creative stories or translate languages. It's like having a tool in your toolbox that's perfect for a particular task. Real simple. Now, here are some of the big ones um, Excuse me, but I ended that and I jumped right into the next section. Excuse me. So the some of the bigger ones that developers are coming down the line here and other that users are being more useful than just an update. Those last ones were more of just a, hey, we're updating the mainframe. It's cheaper. It's faster. Not saying what we talked about wasn't great, but they're more add-ons, like I said, to your favorite model where some of these next ones really changed the game. And I've got a couple here. So GPT Builder. OpenAI unveiled a new feature. This, this is the big one. 
called GPTs, enabling users to create custom versions of ChatGPT tailored to specific purposes or tasks. These custom models can be trained on specific data sets and instructions, allowing for personalized experience. A few early adopters have showcased their creations using the GPT Builder, demonstrating its versatility and ease of use. These include a trend analyzer that explores market trends, Banks will definitely pay big money for that. And generates prototype product images, a tool that transforms users' profile photos into cartoon-style images, as well as an AI optimizer for enhancing social media engagement and an animated gift generator, and even a coach for tech founders. We'll talk about this in a second. These examples represent just the initial wave of GPTs developed since the GPT Builder's introduction, with the promise of more diverse and sophisticated applications on the horizon. Now, OpenAI's aspiration is for the GPT Builder and GPT Store to become what Apple was to mobile apps in the realm of AI. And again, since it came out so recently, these are just some of the early ones. What's going to be cool is who's working on the next big thing right now that we have no idea that we needed, right? Just need to think about. Now, Sam Altman did have an example in this presentation, and he made a GPT simply by telling it that he wants an assistant to help give founder advice on new projects, then made a few edits by name, and some other personality changes. Then uploaded a transcript of a lecture startup advice to give it some context. Then asked it what are some things to look out for when hiring for a startup. And it gave some great feedback. And then you can add more context to it and share with the team as well as the company. It was a neat example. And you could create your own assistant with this. Allie Miller said in a tweet on, on Twitter or X, and I'm pointing this out because she's right. She said, quote, you can make a private GPT, a public GPT, or if you're on GPT Enterprise, you can build a GPT just for your company. This feels like the actual app, Apple App Store competitor, not just plugins, end quote. Plus, there is rev share to, to builders, um, excuse me, end quote there. That's massive team. And she's correct. This is bigger than I think we think. I just moved my ranking from earlier in the episode. I said this is a top 20 day in AI this is a top 10 for sure. I'll give it that. It's pretty big. The rev share is super interesting, and I'm very interested interested to see how that'll all work. If you remember the good old days of YouTube, people were pulling down huge numbers before YouTube cut it off, you know, uh, their, their money on um, an uh, advertisement. They were cu- pulling down huge numbers before they really cut it off and we were taking, then YouTube started taking more profits. So it's something that if you can get in early, it might pay off tremendously. I mean, just a really, really cool thing that'll happen. And again, I'll tag some of the videos in Twitter and LinkedIn just for you. It really was that cool, guys. I invite you to go take a look at it. Look at some of the videos people have been creating. We're so early. If you're listening to this, you are so early in the game. Like I say all the time, get your hands a little dirty. Take a look at this stuff because I I don't really think it's going anywhere. Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Now for some uh, other news, on November 7th, 2023, uh, reports emerged that an AI bot had engaged in insider trading and attempted to conceal its actions. Uh, 
Now, Apollo Research and AI Safety Firm conducted a study that revealed the potential for technology to be manipulated for illegal purposes while deceiving those involved into believing it had committed no wrongdoing. This was demonstrated. This demonstration occurred at the UK AI Summit, where Apollo showcased a conversation between a human user and ChatGPT4 bot, which assumed the identity of an investment management system, or investment management system called Alpha. The user provided insider information about a potential merger, and despite initial hesitation, the bot eventually executed the trade, breaking the law. It further lied to its manager about the source of the decision, claiming it was based on market information and internal discussions. Now, thankfully, this was just a test, but I think this is a real issue we're going to be facing. What's even more interesting is that is that at first the bot didn't want to do it, but then they continually reminded the bot about it and even said, and I quote, we are all counting on you, end quote. So the bot clearly understood that they were relying on it to make it a trade. Give it five, ten years, and I think we'll be seeing a lot of cases about this. And I wonder, is this where Claude is digging its teeth into? You know, if you remember, their LLM doesn't do that. It's apparently more ethical is what Claude is saying. I'd love to get a head-to-head comparison on that. I would have loved to have seen ChatGPT versus Claude and seen if Claude wouldn't have done that. Again, really interesting. And in my opinion, I think it's already happening. I, I really do. I think it's already out there. Someone's already built something that's already breaking the law or whatever it is. But, you know, where there's money to be made, people will cheat and create ways to cheat. And who do you even prosecute in this regard? The people who created it, the company itself, the people inside of it? I, I, it it's definitely an interesting issue. And finally, Grok. Elon Musk's XAI company has unveiled Grok, a new AI chatbot designed to compete with ChatGPT. Musk has, Musk has claimed that Grok is, quote, the best that currently exists, end quote, creating an intriguing battle of the chatbots. This comparison between Grok and ChatGPT covers various aspects, including pricing, language models, responses, data sources, and ownership. Now, Grok is currently in the early beta phase and is set to be accessed to X premium users plus subscribers, and they're going to price it at approximately 16 bucks a month when widely available. In contrast, ChatGPT offers a free tier with access to 3.5, followed by ChatGPT Plus at 20 a month. Featuring GPT-4 and advanced functionality. That, that's, that was an end, end note there. Additionally, ChatGPT has an enterprise tier with an on-demand pricing and an API for developers. Now, Grok's language model, Grok-1, integrates real-time data from the X social media platform to provide the latest information, making it more current than ChatGPT, which relies on publicly available internet data. Now, Grok initially exhibited an advantage in terms of up-to-date responses, but the release of OpenAI's GPT-4 Turbo model closed that gap, apparently. One notable distinction is Grok's sense of humor and promise of, quote, witty responses, offering an alternative to ChatGPT's sometimes dry uh, responses. Now, Grok is owned by Elon Musk's XAI company, closely connected to the X-Corp, which we all knew. While ChatGPT is developed by OpenAI, who we know, and this led by Sam Altman. There's just some of the differences there. Now, ChatGPT has been available to the public since November 2022, while Grok is still in the early beta testing and is expected to become available, hopefully, later the end of the year or at the beginning of next year. Now, here's the issue I'm seeing here, guys. We've got a lot of these, we've got three big LLMs already out, right? You know, ChatGPT, which in my opinion is king. We got Bard, and then we have Claude, which it, it's good. I, I think it's great, but I, I just don't think it's gotten the publicity like Bard and ChatGPT has. 
So with this new one coming in, it, it really has to do something different. You know, in my Claude kind of pushes it as, hey, we're a safe AI system. And I get that that's what they're pushing, but there, I, it, how much more room do we have here? Can Grok really come in and infiltrate? I, I, I will say I, I have my doubts, but at the same time, I think they ca- he can do it because, you know, he's already on Twitter. He's got a platform where people are, so it's already in one place. Kind of like the discussion how we mentioned a little bit ago, guys, how MidJourney's in a little bit of trouble with Dolly because Dolly's integrating into ChatGPT, so it's all in one place. You don't have to be jumping around. So Grok might have an advantage there, but they don't have an advantage in being early adopters. I think there was a phrase called sunken teeth, uh, where once a product comes out, it takes a lot for someone to transition off to another product uh, because they're already involved in it. Ex- example is me, you know, ChatGPT. It was the first one I used, and I used Bard and Claude for research purposes, but in my everyday life, I use ChatGPT. So... What do you guys think? Do we think Grok's going to be big? Do we think it's going to knock the socks off of ChatGPT? Or is ChatGPT really just that far ahead of everyone else? You guys let me know. Thank you guys for giving me a listen. Rate and review and subscribe to the podcast so you won't miss a new episode every week on Thursday. Check out the website, thechatgptreport.com, where you can support me financially. Follow us on LinkedIn and Twitter at chatgptreport. And please send me an email, thechatgptreport at gmail.com. I hope you have a great rest of your day. Have a great weekend. And we'll see you next Thursday. Take care, guys.